What's up, Ecosystem? Welcome back to ATI Auto Business. Cars on the move. My name is Jay. Auto Logistics video news channel. Connecting retail, wholesale logistics, and tech. Your auto transport community media since 2017. So, we got a special show today. Here on Cars on the Move, we are loading a nine-car hauler live at Midwestern Car Carriers. So do me a favor, say hello in the live chat, jump in, leave a like, click share, click comment, grab that YouTube link, and here we go. I think uh, I think it's time for a drum roll, and just we're just gonna get this show underway. We're gonna jump right in. Live at Midwestern Car Carriers, Ty is live with John Pulley. John is gonna load the car hauler. Joe Bercari in the office. We've also got a wide shot of the truck. And then Rod Hamill, Hamill Logistics for color commentary. Uh, gentlemen, what are we doing today? I'm in the uh, Midwestern Transport parking lot with John Pulley. John Pulley, how long have you been here? You've been hauling cars. Wait, back up. How long have you been hauling cars? Let's start there. Uh, I started temporarily 36 years ago. 36 years ago. So I wasn't going to make a career out of it. You're just going to do it. In, in, in between, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 36 years, been hauling cars. How long have you been with Midwestern? Well, I've come and gone a couple of times, but uh, I've been here about eight, nine years now. Eight, nine years. Last time, yeah. yeah. I was gone for a while. I was an owner-operator, uh, leased to Allied Systems. I was away for about 12 years. And okay. Owned my own truck for 18. Yeah? This is a better gig for you right now? This is, it fits me right fits now. Fits you, yeah? Yeah. Good. Uh, when Jack Cooper bought out Ally, they canceled the leases of all the owner operators. And oh. So I just came back to the company I started with six years ago. <laughs> all right. So uh, we've got over here, we'll show you guys here in just a second. Actually, I can show you right now. I got my gloves on. It's a little chilly out today, but watch this. This is cool. Um, right there. Okay. Can you guys see those cars over there? Lined up. One, two, three, four, five, six seven eight nine nine kias hyundai yeah there's some hyundais and some kias it's a mixture and those are some suvs so first is we're loading new cars right right, right. which is not used cars right. there's a big difference tell me some of the differences biggest thing about hauling new cars is we normally we'd be picking these up at a rail yard and before you pull it out of the bay you go to the bay, you, you look at the car, you walk all the way around it, you check for any scratches, paint chips, any flaws of any kind before you move it out of the bay. Once you move it out of the bay, you can't get anybody at the rail yard to sign off on any defects. So you want to make sure you inspect them very well before you ever move the car and take it to your truck. Because once you move it, it's your baby. Right. And there's something else about belt buckles. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be wearing a, a bull rider's belt buckle. You yeah. know, or, you know, a lot of bling, anything no bling. that scratch the car, you know, you'll notice I don't wear, I don't wear a watch, no, watch I don't wear rings, rings. Uh, no rivets on the, on the pants, jeans or anything like that. You want, you don't have any bling bling on the no back. Bling, no bling bling. <laughs> okay. No bedazzled. No bedazzled. <laughs> All right. Bling so game. let's get this party started. Okay. What do you say? It's, we're, we've already done our pre-trip, so okay. we're just going to go ahead and fire it up and we're going to follow you around. Is that okay? That'd be great. All right. Let's do it. <clears throat> so, Ty, oh, while, while you Western Star, sorry, but today we're doing a 2022 Western Star Detroit 13 speed manual with a CX09 LSA F3. So, it's the 80 foot package. 
This one doesn't have the chopped top. I don't know if you can tell or not, right? There's a difference. Uh, which is, we're okay with this one. We don't need to worry about it. We're good. So Western Star, I've actually never been inside a Western Star. I think we can just take a peek. Got the PTO on. Can I tell everybody inside what a Western Star looks like? Okay, hang on. Okay, so you got to climb up in here. The whole three point, three points contact deal. Is that real? Okay. Wow, look at that. You got a nice uh, steering wheel. That's factory wooden. Wow. Leather chair. This is comfort. Oh, wow. Look at that. That's old school. We're bringing them back. You got a fridge in there? Wow. Nice. Okay. So there's our Western Star. Let's look at the dash real quick. Wow. Look at that. And it's got a manual with a clutch. You don't see that very often. Okay. That's good. Only, only the best for John Pulley at Midwestern Car Carriers, ladies only and gentlemen. The only the best. So what we're doing now is we're setting everything up. We're getting our ratchets set. So we're going to use our straps. See? Yeah, so, so now's a good time to talk a little bit about the importance of safety. And when we're training uh, new car haulers, one of the things that we talk about with our, our trainers, we have two trainers that are basically uh, here full time. And then we have a number of, of, uh, of car haulers who are designated over the road mentors, driver mentors. This is a relationship that a trainee will have for their entire career. So this part of this phase of it is critical because what John is doing is he's making sure that there's nothing in his way that he can that he can step on, trip on, trip over, get snagged on either by the cargo or more importantly himself. And then furthermore, he's going to position his decks in such a fashion so that that way uh, once they're set, he doesn't have to make a lot of extra movements and things like that. Safety is the number one priority in this job. This piece of equipment can hurt you in, in a hurry if you don't know how to handle it or if you don't know what you're doing around it. And so, you know, a lot of this training, John's going to make it look easy because he's got years in this business and he's, he's one of the best there is. You're, you're, you know, this is something uh, that, that takes time and a lot of practice to really be able to understand the, you know, the particulars, the mechanics, and the, the, the processes that he follows. One other thing, too, uh, no two drivers, no two car haulers load the same way. You end up starting and ending in the same position, but the way that you put them on, the way that you strap them down, the, the things that, that a lot of these guys do, the process by which they, they, they drop skids and that kind of thing, every single driver does it just a little bit differently to suit their own tastes, and that's okay because we want a driver to be comfortable. A comfortable driver is moving smoothly. A smooth driver is safe. Okay, Ty, I want you to pay attention to what's happening here. You see how he's using the bar to pull those, those ramps out. Those skid ramps are very heavy. If he, was, uh, if he was doing it the old school way, it would basically, you would lean over sort of like you were rolling a, a rock down a hill. Uh, over time, we've learned that that causes back injuries. And so the proper mechanics are to use that bar to your advantage so you can basically walk the, the, the street skids out without hurting yourself. Yeah, and if, I don't know. They, Cottrell's always been really good about underneath here. 
it's actually on the ramp. I don't know if you can see it. These, there's bolts. Here's one yep. here. Can you see that? Little bearings there. Yep. Yeah. So That's that right. helps that that ramp move. It is heavy. You're right. But Cottrell does a good job making it not so heavy. Yep. That's that's part of the mechanic. Those those flippers that he's turning as well, similar principle. There's a body mechanic to it that you learn the proper way to, to turn them so that that way you don't strain your arms, your shoulders, or your back. I want you to also notice how he uses the bar. Bar usage, again, varies from driver to driver. But, uh, uh, you know, many drivers will find ways to use that bar sort of as a long finger to be able to, to uh, open up springs that would otherwise get fingers and fingernails gnarled inside of them and so on. These kinds of little things, this is what, what differentiates a, an experienced car hauler from the folks that, that have just started, is learning all of those little processes. No one of these things are things that John learned you know, on, on day one. It took years for him to learn how is the best way for him to do this particular job, not just for himself, but also with this particular piece of equipment. And uh, Joe, to add to what you're saying is um, a lot of new drivers will ask me, how do I become a fast hey, car I'm hauler? Raise this deck up and fly to look at the yeah, I want everybody to see this. This is how you, we call it the jump deck. So I'm I'm on top and I'm going up. You might want to go to the wide angle shot to see this too. The wide angle. Oh yeah. So he's building a bridge from the trailer to the tractor. See this? Go ahead, Rod. I'm sorry. It's okay. Let them finish. It's all right. It's an important piece. So there's our wide shot of the truck. There's tie up on the deck. Yep. That's every new driver's nightmare when they first see it the first time. Like, what is this? And and by the way, when you jump when you jump tires from the trailer to the tractor, that's the that's the pucker factor for the the first time because you know those right. decks they're they're pretty stable and they're engineered to stay put, but they do move. Usually, even an inch or two, and and it's, if the drivers are don't have the Truck on the trailer over they can rip the bumper apart. You hear that? What we did, he came, went back, yep. he picked this up just a hair. Just a hair, moved it forward. And it's setting on top of this deck right here now. You see that? Extra support. Yep. Okay, you ready? And, and by the way, Rod, like you said, uh, it only moves maybe an inch or two, but when you're on top of that deck, boy, it feels like a lot more than it, it does. Is. It feels like a foot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pucker factor right there. All right. Now this is where it's going to get really good. There we go. <clears throat> this is not my favorite part. So we've already pre-inspected these. But what we're going to do is we're going to take one, and we're going to have John show us how to do an inspection. So hold on. Let me flip it around here. When you walk up to the vehicle, you're going to assume it's parked in a bay at the rail yard. You want to look at all angles of the vehicle, walk all the way around it. And it's a good idea to get down and look down the side of the vehicle and make sure there's no door dings. Okay. Yeah. Now, on this one, this was funny because uh, I just pulled up earlier and we were looking at it. Show them this deal here. Well, there was a piece of tape on there and there was a little bit of glue. At, at first, it looked like a scratch, but you can rub your finger across it. And if it doesn't, you can't catch it with a fingernail, it's not a scratch. <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking at this car he's over there oh boy and i'm like are you kidding me who on god's earth would see this oh they, they see the inside sometimes yeah okay sorry show them the door trick yeah. this is cool you gotta check your 
door edges, especially if it's coming out of a rail yard, they can. So what he's doing, he's running his hand down the door to make sure there's no chips in the door. You'll feel it. if You'll feel it. Sometimes you'll feel it before you'll see it. You'll feel it before you see it. I like that. Look and on the back. Check out the back. Looking good. No dents. Okay. Same thing here. Look down the side. Make sure there's no falls. Looking good. Something that's quite often overlooked is wheels. Okay. I you know don't... this from experience. You know, you walk around the car, you don't think to look at the wheel. You got to check the wheels, make sure they're not scratched or any blemishes on those. That makes you, sense. But if you find any blemishes, and you have to, depending on the severity of the code and the rules of the yard, you have to get signed off on before you move the vehicle. Mm. That way you're covered. They know you didn't do it. Which I've been to these rail yards. They're big. And sometimes you spend a lot of time trying to find a car, right? Yeah, you can you get your and exercise. Then after you find it, if you've got a problem, then you got to go find the guy to deal with it. Right. right. That's always a challenge, right? Can be. It, They're uh, not easy to find. Some, yeah. So, and, and you got to know it, every yard is different. Okay, so this is the part where I love it because... Well, uh, hold, hold that thought for one second here. Yeah, all yeah. of the stuff that you went through, all of that whole walk-around process here, we're going to skip past it because for, in the interest of brevity, but um, in addition to all of the stuff that he just did, there is also a documentation phase in our computer system that verifies if there is no damage, that this vehicle is it was found in perfect condition. We'll also document whether or not there's dirt on it, rain, snow, any other kind of detritus that might cause some sort of inability to perform a full and proper inspection. And then in the event that there's anything that is uh, damage on it, we document it in the system now. That's when all this takes place. So we're, you know, he kind of walked around it in three minutes, but it's actually a little bit longer process because it takes some period of time for you to be able to document that the vehicle is clean and ready to go. Or if there's uh, something that has to be noted and signed off on, there's a whole sub process that goes into that. We don't, you guys don't use your camera on your phone and do a. Yeah, we do. We, the drivers all have tablets, but the thing tablet. is. We take, yeah, we have, we have the ability to take pictures with our tablet. So you do pictures In, now that you know, Right. Of every vehicle? We document with pictures on any damage that we know. Okay. It's all done in the tablet. Okay. That's, I think, what Joe was just telling everybody. And, so, and there, there's one other really important piece to this, too, okay? We didn't do it again because these are known vehicles, but under normal circumstances, we have to check the VIN plate. Todd, can you show them where the VIN plate is? This is <laughs> yeah. one of the most challenging things we in have our to show industry. Them the VIN plate. And it's the most challenging thing. And the Moroni sticker too. Because, you know, because that right, right there, this all has to match. And, it, and if, and if match. it doesn't, there is liability involved here. Oh boy, so in this we don't like liability. Yeah. Yes. So we want to make sure that the VIN plate, the cert label, and the Maroni is going to where you're going. Maroni. What the heck is a Maroni? Maroni is the, the sticker. Sticker. Okay. So this, check the Maroni and say what? Like you're going to where your your loads supposed, you're supposed to go. Supposed to go. Yeah. All of them should say the same thing. They should all say and, whatever uh, dealers on the paperwork. Yes. Okay. So as well, uh, the floor mats and the books and all that should be in the back. Floor mats, so books. Oh, yeah. You got to check that too. Check all that. Oh, yep. like By the way, quality control. <laughs> kind, kind, of in, kind of an interesting little side yeah. note of history quality in automotive control. business uh, is that the, the Monroney label the is named after a senator. They're going to make sure it's all in there. If it's not in there, 
and you don't have a documented that it's on you. Oh, okay. Hey, what before time out, Joe. I'm gonna so this this entire load is what I would call SUVs. They're small yeah, SUVs. Yeah, right, yeah. Um so <clears throat> this is what I love about car hunting. This is what I was gonna say earlier. So I can stand here and I can say I'm gonna load it like this. Right. And you can stand here, same cars and say, No, I'm loading it like this. Is there a right way, no. John? No. You, you know, there's, you can have the same load and, and the same identical trucks and two different drivers are loaded differently. Completely different. But uh, you know, the main thing, to, you have to consider your overall height of the load mm -hmm. and make sure your weight is right on your axles. Yeah. And with this, these are not that heavy, so it's no. not an issue for weight. Uh, it's more of, uh, you know, how do they best fit on the truck height-wise and whatnot <laughs> and, and distribute the weight. Now, there's no EVs on this load, right? No. Okay, so we can back one on the top if we want. Yeah. Is that what you would yeah. normally do? I'm going to back, back a palisade a on the front. Palisade on the front. So I'm going to ride with John and video it, and then uh, you guys can talk and Jay can run the screen. Is that good? You ready? Sounds good. All right, here we go. We're doing it. So I And I just found the Monroney sticker fun fact yeah. and put it into the live mm -hmm. chat. Thank you, Joe. That is really interesting. Didn't yep, know it was that. it was a consumer protection initiative. It was named after the senator. I, th I don't remember what state he's from. Maybe Wisconsin, um, something like that. I I always wondered why it was named that. So I did this research, and I guess I'm the only nerd that actually wanted to know. And what state was he from? It was Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, there you go. Oklahoma gets the uh, gets the win on the uh, sticker there on the. Fun fact this, but this is the part where also different guys do it different ways. Some guys will use their rearview mirror. Now, I can't do that. Looks like John and I are from the same school, same cloth, where we roll this window down, and we're going to be looking. And I'll show you on the next one what he's looking at and how it works, okay? So I'll try to do my best to show it on this side, but I think we're ready. Okay. Here we go. Uh-oh. <laughs> Now, an experienced car hauler knows the tricks to this. Yep. And it's I a. I squeeze my butt cheek right there. But see, Ty, when you're moving an EV, this is really difficult because the car will break for itself if you get off the seat a little bit. Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, it's uh, irritating. Okay, so you see where we're at, everybody? We're in oh, the yeah. pocket. The drop pocket. the world. We're at the end. You did good, John. Thank you. Might have Where done this a few times. When you cross the, the jump deck? Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I Here think I, I moved in my chair, and I'm <laughs> plenty far away from the edge of the world. <laughs> yeah, watching... Watching that experience is uh, the first for, for a driver that's never done it before. You know, it's kind of interesting to see how many get it and how many don't. Yeah. I've watched train guys do that. That section right there from the trailer to the truck, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is about it, but even to this day, you, somehow you think, man, I'm in midair. How does this right. work? Okay, now, under so normal circumstances, the right way to do this is to come down the ladder. So, okay. uh, because if you walk down those decks, they could be compromised, they could be slippery, they could be any, you know, there could be all kinds of things. In John's case, he's going to take care of securing the vehicle first, because why do that when you're, when you're, you know, when you're somewhere else? If you're already there, 
you know, some drivers believe it's best to just get it out of the way straight away while you're while you're already there. You'll notice, and I was going to point this out, John had his gloves on his uh, uh, with him when he was inside the car. The reason he did that was because in order for him to be able to handle uh, the, the equipment on the truck, he wanted to protect his hands and have his gloves with him. That is that is, you know, one of those things there. Every driver does it a little bit differently. This is the way John does it. It's, it's pretty common, actually, the way they do it. But the one thing we don't do is drive the car with the gloves. You always make sure you take right. the gloves off and don't touch the steering wheel or the door handle when you got gloves on. Right. You don't you don't want to have you don't want to possibly contaminate the interior or anything like that. Now, yeah. one other thing here, and this this is a with with this particular truckload, we're not going to see too much of this as a problem on the tractor. We'll learn more a little bit about it on the trailer. But vehicle positioning is very, very important in this, you know, when you're doing a, a truckload like this. We're doing nine units here. So, again, on the tractor, three units, they kind of go where they go. It's not too much rocket science to figure out where to, where to put them. When we're positioning them on the trailer, however, that's where vehicle spacing becomes really, really important. We always want to make sure that there's proper spacing between the vehicles so that that way we don't have any bumper damage, body damage, turning damage, etc. Another thing that Rod commented on about the EVs, he's right about how they have a tendency to break in a little bit weird way. The other thing is they have a tendency to bounce in a weird way because their center of gravity is so much lower. Those batteries, when you're going up over some of those thresholds, you have to be a little bit more careful. So you guys see what he's doing? These see this little hook right here? This guy? What you do is you put this as close as you can to the tire, right? You'll see. So you put it in this hole. This. You see that? Yeah, I got it. Hey, can you look in there and see if I left my other glove in that seat? Please. I might have taken it off and thrown it somewhere else. You gotta keep tracking gloves, Ty. Oh yeah, there it is. Thank you. Okay, we're good. Okay, so all the straps are secure. And another yep. thing to notice, um, John is doing a really great job is when he's walking around, he's facing the cargo, not the other way around. Yeah. So in case something happens, he can grab to something. He's a ladder yep. guy. We're going down the ladder. He's he knows the integrity that Joe was talking about, right? So, so here we go. So the the your belly touching the cargo rod is really really key, and that's one of the other reasons why we're so careful about ensuring that you don't have any any type of metal or exposed uh, you know things buckles and things that could compromise the car. There we go. The mid. Now. So now what's he true. doing? Now, now, now what he's doing here next, this is, this, is, this is one of the ergonomic features of newer car carriers. It started, I don't know, probably 10, 8 to 10 years ago. The thinking sort of changed. Used to be a lot of the times when you were handling the product, you'd be standing on a deck and you'd be like reaching up to do things. The newer philosophy is to try and do as much as possible from ground level because why? It's a lot harder to trip 
on, on flat ground where you're probably loading than it is for you to trip over all the stuff inside of the truck. The only position where that is an exception to the rule is the head rack. This is the hardest part. Uh, and, you know, kind of once you get over this one spot, then the, the rest of it uh, you can do from the ground. He's setting his pins now. Now, John's loaded about a million of these loads, so he knows what is, where his pins need to be so that that way he can lower the decks. You never ride with pressure on the piston. That's what you're going to drop it, and it'll set right here. Yep. Mm -hmm. Some drivers will not drop their pins straight away. Some drivers will load the tractor and then drop decks. Some drivers do it one vehicle at a time. Again, everybody's a little different. Hey, John, I'm going to show everybody what it looks like from the, from the driver's seat. This is crazy. Wait till you see this. Yeah, <laughs> suddenly you got a whole lot less space. Hey, where's the traffic light? Is it green or red? Well, I'll just go. what's funny is you can't see the traffic light. In order for you to see, you look at the reflection on the hood. It's the reflection of the hood. That's yep. what you use. It's an old trick, trucker trick, car hauler trucker trick. <laughs> Oh boy! Son of a! You guys see what happened? There we go. Yep, it slips off. Welcome to car hauling. All <laughs> back up. Just Look imagine up. it's about to rain and you have to get up again. <laughs> yep. You can't rush in, in this industry. You really can't. Here we go. Good job. You know what? I might learn one or two things at the end of the, the, the show from John. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things that I've noticed so far is four straps. Yes. Yep. Every time. Every car, every time, four straps. People for a long time were concerned that straps were not going to have the same securement properties of chains. But actually, the tensile strength on a strap is stronger than uh, with four straps uh, over the tires properly applied is stronger than the, the strength of chains. Why? Because the hooks on the hard tie, they're not, that's the weak point because they're not right. all, it, it's very, very easy for them to unseat. Whereas a strap properly applied on a tire has even pressure around a, around a round object. And I, I never recall a strap that failed ever. Uh, it can happen if the if the strap has has been compromised in some right. fashion. That is correct. Yeah, you can see you've seen that. We've seen that before over the years. Um, you know, anything mechanical can fail, but um, but that's why the pre-trip and post-trip are so important. You know, we equip our drivers with extra straps every time, so that that way, if they have to make a change on the fly, anything could happen out on the road. Uh, then you know, we'll we'll always have extra straps in someone's bucket, so that that way they'll be able to make a change on the fly. Correct, and you're right, uh, because hey, the hooks- Did you see that move right there? Did you see what just happened, guys? Yep. What did he do? He went around the other side of the truck and threw his tie-down bar this way, and then came back around this way, right? Yep, because he's going to pull That means forward. he knows what he's going to do next. Boom. Now, now he's resetting his bridge. Yeah. So you brought that deck down so you can work it from the ground versus right. uh, crawling around on that deck right. and hurting yourself. Yeah, that's, that's, the way this that's what Joe's talking about. It's designed to 
loaded from the ground. Okay, good. All right, this one I'm gonna I'm gonna show people what you're looking at. Is that all right? Okay. We're driving this one on, but you still gotta lift the same thing, right? Yeah. This is cool. This is fun. Okay, and I'll show you why. Here's here's the quick tip. See these holes everywhere? See all those holes? If you follow them, they're straight line. So what you do is you stick your head out. See how he's got his mirrors in? Good job. Okay, see this is it right here. That is car hauling. He's looking at something. What's he looking at? Look We're looking at the tire on the deck. On the deck. They vary from vehicle to vehicle. You know how tight they are. Yeah, if you got a, uh, a narrow car, you have us follow it. Yeah. See, there's his tie down bar. Why? He's going to get out, throw straps on, his tie down bar is here. He didn't even lose it. Isn't that cool? That's practice. That's a lot of years of hauling cars. You've got to know what you're doing next. It's not a bad looking ride. Tell you, that's a tell you ride? I know that's a Palisade. We love all our customers' vehicles. Yeah, Palisade. It is not bad. Yeah, I would love all my customers' vehicles too. Nice. Remember, he set that strap to the side before when he yeah. was getting things set up. Notice how, yeah. how few steps he had to take to be able to get, get it put where it needed to be. It was out of the way when it needed to be, and it's right. right where he needs it when he wants to set it up. Perfect. Perfect. And Ty, I think a note to where you're saying that where he threw his bar. And this is what we, when the drivers ask us, like after a couple of weeks, like, hey, how do I become a fast car hauler? We're like, you don't just speed up, you develop a routine and you follow it. Yeah, it's definitely a work smarter, not yep. work harder type situation. Right. I tell you, if I had a nickel for every time I told people, the only way to get fast is this is to slow down, I'd have a yep. pile of nickels from here to Canarsie. <laughs> now these are also really cool ratchet straps that I didn't have back in the day. But uh, yeah, it makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. What'd you say? They're called quick spins, Ty. Quick spins, yeah. And so what they boom. what what they do, not just make it easier for the driver to tie down, like a just like a ratchet, but also right what that right there used to be a lot of old school car haulers. Real tight. You see that tire start to. Oh, I can tell. Yeah, look. Can you guys see that? that yep. That's your, you got it. Okay, good. I'll go to the other side. A lot of the old school car haulers, they used to use their hands to spin the ratchet like this. Oh, yeah. And and what would happen is, is they would start to get carpal tunnel problems or wrist oh. issues or shoulder really issues and things like that. Good idea to shut the vehicle off when you get out. <laughs> oh, no. I see oh, exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. That's okay. That's part of car hauling. Can you guys see the exhaust? Too quiet. You can hear it. It's off or on. So, so, so actually, you know, John, John jokes a little bit. I think he kind of did that on purpose. You know, these are the kinds of things that you that you got to look for over. You know, you, these are the mistakes that you make as you as you learn this industry. 
Yeah, for sure. All day. No shoes foot. Also, Joe, uh, with the quick spin, um, we tend to have a lot less damages because we only put in the bar once to strap mm -hmm. it instead of like five, six times to bounce it back and forth. Used to be you'd have to put the bar in and then they would have like, to do this great big pull, you know, like that. And yeah, it, it it definitely when you when you not so much on the top deck, but on the lower decks, that's the, that can become potential for damage. You're absolutely right. Especially like toward the belly, like the back side of the belly. Yes. I, I think the two positions I'm looking forward to most displaying here is uh, number one was going up on the head rack just because that's just such a an iconic car haul thing, but also down in the belly, the clearances that you have are is is uh, you know the, it really is uh, something to see. We call it this. This is a, this is let you know that you have the right distance between the bottom of the trailer and the top of the car. I'll show you here in a little bit. It's fist just if you can stick your fist in there you're good and what i was always worried about joe was with the straps okay when you had chains you were attached to the frame and the the, the car couldn't do this right yep so I've, I've always wondered with straps how much play do you got now so what's interesting about that is that when you know the the, the cars because of just how physics works they tend to kind of move together it's sort of like hauling water and so, uh, yeah. you know, so they don't, okay, they don't do this. Suck this in now. Watch. They have a tendency so to done. do this. Oh, yeah. And we're going to load this one next on the bottom right here, right? See what he's doing? This newer style is a little different. The old, old style was that you would actually go through the belly to get behind the cab. But the newer style is, is, is to go over the top. There's a lot less to get in the way when you're doing it. So, you know, it, it's less likely to have a damage when you're climbing through the center of the truck. And uh, I, I just found out that recently, that's why some car haulers call that number three instead of like number five or six, because it, it changed up how you load them. Yeah. Yeah. So and that was number positions. three right there. So we call that one, two, two three. Three. Yep. I think it used to be oh, five or something like that. Yeah. Yes. Or six. Five or six. Five or six, yeah, especially on the high rail. I I I grew up in a little bit different uh you know, a little different with the, the, the style of freight here. It was it was different load factors and so we always just referred to that as behind the cab to eliminate any confusion. Same here. Right. I'll, I'll see, one of the today. things that we used to do when we had chains is we would have to literally crawl underneath here. Right? Yeah. Yes. Now we've avoided that with the straps. So we don't have to worry about getting smashed from the car that's above us. Correct. And also when a strap or breaks during transport, there's a slight chance for it to really damage the cargo versus when a chain breaks, you're looking at a big damage. Right. It acts like a sort of a backward spring. This one, yep. I bet a dollar we back this one in. What do you bet? Anybody want to make bets? You backing this one in? Yeah. All right. Take the ah yeah we get an extra yeah. inch. Look, see what he's doing. Listen, guys, this is good. He's gonna he was gonna put this one on number three, but we've decided let's use this one. Look at this. See this? What is that? I don't even know what you call Cargo it. Cargo rack. Yeah. Look here. Nothing. Sweet. Nothing. 
So we're going to throw this bad boy up there. Yeah, it, it right. doesn't make a whole lot of difference, but it's you know. one less thing that could break, right? Right. Want to see something else cool? Check this out. Look up here. Can you guys see that? Uh huh. We got a drone on us. <laughs> this is great. The NSA is watching. Uh oh, I got gotcha. you. You got him? Okay, we're good. All right, this is going to be fun. We'll hurry up and run over here and see. He's going to back this one on. So watch how he jumps out of the, hangs his head out the door. Same thing, just going backwards. I think that one, that's just as challenging as number one. Because it sure can be. Yeah, you have to jump the bridge and make sure you're within the truck still. So in this particular, out? in this configuration, not so much because it's a smaller vehicle. But right. if, if you're dealing with with taller vehicles, then yeah, you're absolutely right. Now you got a, you got an extra dimension to deal with up above. Oh, yes. here go. Oh. <laughs> I love this. Now, one. this is my favorite one. Okay, yep. so you'll notice there. Down here, drop pocket. Yep, yep. It's got it. So it brought the top way down, and we're still good here. And then when you open the door, you got to be real careful. But they've got a nice open section here, and we don't hey, hit anything. What do you What do you see? Hey, Ty, go back, go back, go back to that. What do you see right there? Bingo, right. gloves. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, right. And look here. Bar <laughs> and the bar. He's not sitting there looking for his bar. Sitting out yep. there waiting for him. So th those drop pockets are really key. Uh, it's a very oh, important part of the huge. equation because the the you want to get your vehicle behind the cab low enough that you can get your height down on the vehicle above it. But also, if you get those pockets too deep, then what happens is, is that you risk undercarriage damage to the vehicle as it drives over yep. that little section there. Yeah, you don't want to do that. That causes frame damage, and people really don't like frame damage. No, no. That's a bad deal. That's, nobody wants that word. Two words. Nobody wants to hear those two words. Now, look at these. Isn't it cool? Check this out. Watch what he goes here. You see that? We've got these little guys here. And hey, you notice he put the hook facing away from the tire. Yeah. Smart. Go ahead and tell everybody why, Rod. Um, it has a tendency to come off when it's facing the tire. Because when, uh, the as the truck is traveling down the road, the car goes bouncing. When it bounces down, the pressure on the tires will be more to where it kind of get the, it loosens up on the straps a little bit. So that's why we keep them tucked in to keeps that pressure on the whole time. Okay, now you'll, now this is another little trick here. The valve bank is on this on the passenger side of the truck. You'll notice he strapped down the two tires on that side, and he's setting his pins so that that way the, the truck can ride, but he hasn't done the other side yet. So what he's basically doing right now is positioning the top deck so that that way he doesn't have to walk back around later after he straps the other side down. Keyword, later. Later, you'll forget. We, we try to get it done all at once.
And, and you know, no one of these things is more than a, than a few minutes. But when you're loading nine cars, a few minutes here, a few minutes there, a few minutes there, that's, that's an hour. Yep. Oh, yeah. Adds up. Big time. And in today's environment with ELD, every 15 minutes counts. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. We love ELD. See that? Get drones on the place, man. We need to get this guy with us on the show next time. Yeah. For sure. You're going to come back around here. Hey, Ty, can we stop for just a second right, right around the door there? I wanted to take a minute to recognize this. This is a very important thing, Midwestern. Uh, this is the Breast Cancer Awareness Truck, um, and it happens to be Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So, you know, while we have a couple of minutes to recognize, this is something that's, that's important to John personally, and it's important to the company to recognize breast cancer awareness. Don't, don't be shy. If there's something that you can donate, then, uh, then it, it's for a great cause. Here we go, sucking it in. While he's sucking that in, you can see he's already set this, okay? This is the truck. What's that? He's finished with the truck completely. Now he's just only going to yeah, work on the tractor's field. done. Tractor's done. Yep. Everything's, we call it pinned, right? Yep. It's all pinned. And I believe the reason why he did this is that way he, he can control his clearance now on the trailer, the turning radius. Exactly right. Oh, yeah. He'll walk around all that one more time before we before he leaves, just to double check everything, make sure the pins are all solid. But, but, but you're right, Rob. Hmm. The, the the tractor is finished at this stage. Okay, my bet on the number one on the trailer. I'm gonna go pulled on. You backing it on or pulling it? On? I'll back it on, but you can do it either way. I like to back mine on. Okay, good. We're on the same page. <laughs> Another one, yeah. I think the biggest reason why we back them on, I believe um, when you pull them forward, it, the clearance is less and t the front end tend to grab on the well, part of the head rack. Versus in the back, there's a lot more clearance between the bumper and the ground. It, it really depends a lot on the overhang yes, in front right. of the tire or behind the tire and how you how you intend to position it on the deck it's sort of a different thing when you are with with uh with pickup trucks and things like that that are longer you know your deck positioning might be slightly different also too uh in a nine car configuration it'll make a lot more sense when we see the truck fully loaded but the deck is going to be kind of sort of steepled you know sort of like this so having the taller part of the vehicle towards the front of the deck is to your advantage. Here's Hogan. Oh, no, sorry. I was talking about number one on the truck, not the trailer. Number one on the trailer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, on the yeah, truck? Yeah, yeah. On the truck, yeah. Yeah, on the tractor. Yeah, no, on the usually... trailer, yeah. We always do that. You're right. I like it. Yeah. Bows out. So one of the things you look for here is the distance between these two. Shoulder width. Right there, you see that? That gap? 
want as much space as you can get. Tell them why, Rod. Well, in a sense, is when we go full up, um, you go into truck stops, most of the time they're not in a flat driveway to get in. So we got to turn and go up, and that brings them much closer to, to each other and causes damages. So that's why we always keep at least um, shoulder width between them. Now this one, we always, we always on. learn this one on? Here we go. That one too. Okay, I like that. I like it. Hey, I'm all for it. That's why we're here. Nobody does it the same. I, you can get a little lower if you back it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. That's what I believe it. 100%. 100. It's a lot of walking going on today. You get your 10,000 steps in in this job. That's nothing. Yeah. You haven't been in a plant yet. <laughs> Yeah, wait till you wait till you go to a real loading yard where where this one's over here and that one's over there and this one's over there. Go to an auction. Okay, no, this is have auctions too. Watch this. Watch auctions this. too. But there's this some plants. Watch. Here we go. Okay. He's looking. He's looking. He doesn't even have to worry about it. Look how much space he has. So again, this is where the positioning really matters. John, John's. I mean, this is a very small vehicle to stick in the middle. It's <laughs> huge. I used to, you'd have to get like this close. Yeah. You could stick a piece of paper in there, you'd be happy. I didn't know you had that much more space. You, you always wow. wanted a fist. I want one of these. Yeah, the 80-footer makes a big difference. That's also a pretty small vehicle. But the, the positioning on the, de on the top deck, this is when that really comes into play. And you, if you kind of get a little closer to the truck there, uh, Ty, so we can see over the top deck, I want to show a little feature of this particular trailer. There's some pockets that he's sitting on top of there. You see how the tires are sitting on those pockets there? I do. If, if this was a larger vehicle or a larger SUV, he might reposition those pockets so that that tire kind of drops inside of it. That would be an, an advantage for height. Kind of depends on what's down below it, but typically speaking, uh, one or two holes in those pockets can mean three to five inches on the, on the, the, the overall height of the truck. See, there's your safety pin. Can you see it? That's the pin you pull out to drop that pocket. And it looks like you can put it right there. See that hole? There's two positions. Two, okay, yeah. I see, yeah, right there, two holes right here. One, two. Can you see them? Oh, here it comes. Okay, here we go. This is fun. Now, this one on the top rear, look at where he puts the rear wheels on this. Where he puts the rear what? The rear wheels. Okay. Oh, yeah. Funny. Look at that. So he already knew where the front was going to be on that. That's not what he's looking at. He's looking at where he wants to put those, those that tire on that flipper. That's what he's watching. If you know where it goes on the back, geez, what is wrong with your camera thing, Ty? Yeah, when I should have got that. You don't. When you're pulling this up on, you're not even looking in front of you, are you? You're looking back here, aren't you? I'm walking to my back tire. Joe pointed that out for us. Good point, Joe. Thank you. Okay, now we got the three across. Now we're going to go to work. Now we got to get to work. Joe, if you can tell them a little bit about truck package B, it's really interesting how it works. So, yeah, that that this truck has what's called truck. Hold on, Joe. Time out. Uh, you raise that back deck up for a reason? Yeah. Back there? Watch the flipper. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Let me get the camera right. Okay. So this is where it's at now, right? Down? Yeah. Okay. You're going to raise it. Why? 
Oh, do that again, one more time. Okay, watch, watch this flipper. See that? Isn't that cool? <laughs> Smart. So, there's a setting on that flipper where you can have a level or you can have it droop down. This is a oh, thing under here you can flip out. That's a new feature. So, it will, you can set it where it's level, but if you want to help with your height, you can set it this way. But I always raise it up before I strap it because that flipper is going to give and it's going to mess with the tension on your strap. Wow. That's cool. I didn't know that. Just a little habit. I hadn't seen this one before. That is sweet right there. Great. So, um, Ty, if, while he's do, strapping that down, head over to yeah. the spot between the two tires on that on that cargo unit there, and you'll see a handle on an aluminum ramp. Too far, too far. Top deck. Oh, yeah. See that handle? That's yes, called sir. the truck package. And what happens there is, is that ramp can slide out towards you, oh, not away. This way. Yes, this towards way. you. And what that oh, does yeah, is... It, yep. Slide. And what that does is it creates a space inside the tra inside the, the bottom section of the trailer that you can, we call it cradling, where you can oh, put a, uh, a, a cargo pickup truck in that position, and that spot just happens to be about the same size as the cab of a pickup. So what happens is the deck basically comes down around the outside edge of the cab of the lower unit. The, the top of the lower unit is higher than the top of the top deck, which allows you to get your height down on a pickup truck over a pickup truck. It was, it's definitely a game changer. It, oh, yeah. it made it made a six unit load possible with pickup trucks and crew cabs in particular, because that was that was the problem. Was crew cabs were were a, a real challenge, and uh, that you know crew cab over crew cab used to be you'd have your decks they'd be butterfly like this, and so the tall side of the of the of the cab would you would you know it was very difficult to get under height. Using that yeah. truck package allowed the uh, allowed the the uh, a pickup over a pickup and you know basically our load factor weight uh, with weight allows you to go from five to six three units on the trailer versus four big difference well yeah you can put six uh crew cabs on now can't you six six half tons yeah yeah and there's six other combinations that's a big deal you start running into weight issues and things like that with uh with three quarter tons and, and whatnot but and diesels but um but yeah, you can six six half tons will scale most of the time. I've seen John run uh, with the right combination of, of six pickups and one car behind the cab with, oh. with legal height and legal weight. Wow, that's big. Somewhere I have a picture of it. John might have a picture of it too. I'm sure he does. Yeah, that's one you want to take a picture of for sure. Yeah, it's cool looking load. Six trucks in one car. Wow. It's amazing. And also, if you notice, he didn't strap anything on the top deck of the trailer till he loaded everything. Yeah. In case he needed to move things front or back. Yeah. Yep. Exactly, Rob. Exactly. Um, Save steps because sometimes you do have to go back up and scoot it forward or backward just to here, so that way you don't have to 
mess with your strap fit. This if, is a if, big deal. If, if, there were, if there were larger SUVs on this load, he might have positioned them slightly differently, checked his, checked his turn clearance, and then saying, yeah, I don't like that. I'll move this here. I'll move that there, and so on. Rod's exactly right. It's, it's not so much a preventative step on this truckload, but it's a but it's a preventative habit on on others. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. So we got this side. Now we're going to the other side. Oh, the drone guy! Careful. <laughs> yeah, don't bump into it. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. All right. Oh, yeah. We're moving right along. Good progress, sir. I like it. Mm. You don't smell that every day. Low is fast. There it is. <laughs> Exhaust. It's a great smell. Just the little things. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys caught it, but I think before we, yeah, before we got going, he threw these over. He knew where to throw them. So they're ready to go also. They're a big risk when those straps are on the deck because when he exits the cars and he walks on the deck, he can trip on them. And also when the tires are driving on the decks, so if the, the strap is there, the vehicle tends to spin. spin. Yep. And, and also compromise, can compromise the strap because the, yeah. the friction between the tire and the deck can cause it to fray and, and things like that. What are these little rubber things? They're called cleats. Cleats? And the idea of them is to help keep the strap centered on, on the tire. tire. They have little. Oh, yeah. We'll nice. That in the groove of the tire. And in the perfect world, you want to have one, one on the top, top one on the two. Ten and two. In, in the a perfect world. world. <laughs> you know how that goes in car hauling. Perfect world. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, I got a question for you. How, you got nine units. Are all these going one stop or multiple? Oh, one drop. Man. It's actually two different dealers, but they have a drop yard for both dealers. So oh, well, you did. Well, thanks to have connections. Yeah, you got to know people. Yeah. Relationships, I think is what Joe's always talking about. All right, how many times? You, you couldn't possibly have brought that up at a better time. I know. So the, that's that's another complication is is loading to unload. Uh, and a, to your point here, John would have we might have reconfigured this load in a slightly different fashion if he was you know having to go to one drop and then you know deliver and then go to a second drop and deliver. And in a nine unit configuration, generally speaking, you're not you're not really battling weight in such a fashion that is that is sub substantial. But things do change when you're loading you know commercial vehicles and larger products because. Now, if you take units off of the trailer and you still have heavy things on the tractor, it can tilt your weights so that you're no longer a legal entity 
from an axle weight standpoint, even though you'd be under on a gross weight standpoint. And so, you know, those kinds of things too, those intricacies, it just takes time to learn them and, uh, and you know, what happens and you have to know your equipment. You know, you, the truck feels different when you're, when you're heavy on the tractor and you're, you're light on the trailer. Watch this neck when I tighten this strap down. Okay. And watch this gap right here. Okay. Is that? Is that does something too. Your, well, that's your truck package. There's room in there and then down. A certain... Oh, See yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, I watch that when I tighten this position down. I pull Make that sure up. it's all the way. So that strap didn't come No in. play. That's a little nice trick to know. Tip of the day. Tip of the day. Did you guys catch that? Did you see what he showed us? Yep. Okay. You already knew. Okay. <laughs> you already knew. It. No, actually, right. I, I didn't know that one, actually. I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know everything John knows, but, but he's got 15 years on me, uh, 10 years on me. That was a good trick. Ron, did you know that trick? No. Yeah, that's cool. Learn he, something. You expect him to say, he's going to say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he actually said no. No. <laughs> hey, I said you're going to teach me one or two things. That's one. Yeah. All right. This is the fun part. Hey, now we're going to raise it all up. I'm gonna raise her up. You might want to go to that that truck cam to see this. This is pretty cool. Yeah. Step back over here. This is my favorite. And I'm dropping my stuff everywhere today. Teeter totter. Seesaw. Yeah. <laughs> The reason that he does that is actually as much about quality as it is about taking care of the pistons and the, and the weight distribution on the deck. Because you'll notice that because of the hinge points, it brings the bumpers closer, you know, at various positions. For example, that position on the front of the trailer there, if you're not careful, you can accidentally tilt the, the back of that vehicle into the, ba into the back of the vehicle that's on the tractor. If these were longer vehicles that were three across the top like that, then uh, then you could actually cause the bumper of one to impact the bumper of the other because the hinge point changes as the deck is walked up. That's cool. So he puts a pin in there, and he's getting ready to drive underneath it. Right. Safety. You see him do that right here? There's a reason for that. I guess it fails. What did you put this pin in here for? Safety, so in case the line blows, they won't let the deck fall. See what we're doing here, guys? This is very similar to what he was doing on the top deck, just different different spot. Just getting everything ready. That's definitely safety right there. Good job. 100. percent I'm uh, one, of, one of the one of the social prompt contracts that we as the companies make is that we we want to train our drivers so that that way they get home to their families in the same condition as we found them at the beginning of the workday. Amen. This is exactly the kind of processes that we want to make sure we we reinforce. Yeah, and that's a good one too. Some people might think, "Oh, I don't need to do that." 
you think I don't need to do that until one of those breaks and the car falls on top of you. It doesn't give you time to get out. It's instant. It drops yep. like it's coming, falling from the sky. Yeah. Yep. So if it doesn't fall on the driver, sometimes drivers will get a car, usually like a 10 minute walk. If they seal inside the cylinder, it's damaged. It, the decks tend to do this. Yep. And next thing you know, the whole top deck is sitting on the cargo at the bottom. Or, mm. or, or the the sound every driver hates to hear is that that, that that's a blown line. Yep. Oh, I hate it's that. It's a blown sound. line. It means you're cleaning up a lot. Hopefully, you know, if you're lucky, you're only cleaning yourself up. But very often, it's a big old puddle underneath the trailer, and hopefully, yeah. not the cargo damage. Okay, so look. Look what we have left over here, guys. Let's make bets. Which one's he going to put on first? Two are the same. I think those are sportages, and then, uh, or whatever they are, and then uh, another uh, Palisade. So, which one's he going to put on first? Joe? Palisade. Okay, Rod? I second that. Okay. No, why? He's going to back it on or pull it on? Pull it on. I think he's going to pull it on. I think he's going to pull it on. Okay, so we you got can... three Palisades and pulled on. That's what we're saying. Let's see what happens. You, you, we're making you bets. Well, we got one Palisade left. But, uh, yeah, I'm at, okay. we, I'm making bets. So Joe and Rod and I say, we all bet you're going to put the, tel the Palisade on first yeah. driving on. Exactly. Wow. Good job, everybody. Now, now, the reason why, Ty, is because the lowest possible spot to stack two tall vehicles over each other is that belly deck right there yep all the way in the hole with the vehicle up on top of it that is Ooh. literally the lowest point on the truck and that out of those three is the tallest right that's right so logic says let's put this one on first because it's the tallest i like that logic and Ted, that's how we uh, when we get it to the pickup location that's how we decide how the load's going to go on the truck we find the biggest units Put them in the most safest spots where they can fit with good weight distribution and height-wise. Then we'll distribute the rest of the cards after that. And and the unit you put on the head rack impacts how you can position number two. The unit right. on the unit that's on number two impacts what you can put behind oh. the cab. Where you position behind the cab and number two impacts how your turn is going to look, and so on and so on and so on down the line. imagine what goes in the car hauler's mind when he sees a load like the, those numbers click 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 <laughs> yeah this how close that is yep <laughs> I, I have seen drivers with some trucks they have those those uh, hoses that, that drive the pistons in larger vehicles, taller vehicles, they actually have to, with one hand, push the hoses out of the way while yeah. they're driving down into that belly to avoid damage. Now, John, do you recommend making sure your mirrors are in when you come messing around on this bottom part? Definitely. Yeah, why? Because <laughs> you don't want to lose one. What is that? What's one mirror? It's got to be 800 bucks now, right? At least. Depends if it, depends if it has a camera in it, Ty. Oh man, yeah, if you get a camera, that's 1200 bucks. And usually when it falls, it falls and scratches the door. 
Yeah, well, this is fun right here because now we got a back one in here. Yep. And you wait till you see uh, this. This is a cool spot. What he does. This here. is yeah. This is my favorite because you got this deck here. You'll see. You'll see what happens. This is really fun. You gain like feet, not inches. When you also, drop. Go ahead. Ty, where you're at, right between the tendons, there's a big pocket. Um, he has it closed right now because he doesn't need it since it's a small SUV. But we use yeah. this for the pickup trucks. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Yep. That's where you drop your tires in when you load that truck package. Yeah. Okay, this is fun. Watch. I'm going to try to get a picture here so we can see. See, he's got to hang his head out. So you got to make sure you don't hit your head on that pole. And you got to make sure the car doesn't anything. Then you got to worry about this back here. Oh, he's good. Sometimes if you've got big ones, this can be a real challenge right here. Well, he's looking at the front. He's looking at the front tire on that car. Number one, so he knows where to stop to open the door, as you can see. Yeah. See, look at that. Do that again, John. Right there. Perfect. Good job. And number two. Number two, yes. because he need, he knows where that front tire has to be to be able to put that last unit on the tail. Yeah, he knows the exact amount of space. Notice what's right next to his left side, gloves oh, and bar. Gloves and bar. <laughs> oh man, this is fun. Last one. And you notice he's not strapping or locking anything down in the bottom deck until he loads the last unit. Same yeah. as the top deck, Rod. He, he wants to make sure if he needs to reposition anything last moment, he has the ability to do that. I think my favorite part is when the number, what is it, seven and eight, when they come down and they get close. Yeah, that's going to be fun to watch. So it goes one, two, three, four, five, six, Seven, eight, nine. Okay, now. See that? Some drivers would drive this one on. Yeah, this is new to me. I haven't seen this before. But I'll tell you why he's backing it on. Remember what he did with those flippers up top? Yeah. If the if if he had that unit driven on, his the, then he would not be able to take advantage of the slope of the windshield. Yeah, well, almost it makes total sense. Up eight inches higher. There we go. Yeah, you're right. See, he's not even looking at the back. He just looks at the front. Wants because, the tire right there. Yeah, he wants the tire in the right position so he can utilize the slider on that deck. And that, and this that deck little slides. flap there. It's, he's going to suck it in. Yep. Here in a minute. This little flap. What about the flap, Joe? That's where he, he attaches his strap. So when he was repositioning his, the, the front of that tire, he was making sure that that, strap, that little hinge was freely able to travel. Look how much space is on it. It's crazy. It just amazes me that this, this truck and this trailer and these hydraulics can handle these cars with no problem. Years of engineering. Do what? Years of engineering, right there. And, yeah. a, and a lot of feedback over the years from a lot of companies <laughs> lot. that had you no know, ideas. Oh yeah. 
This is good. Too far? Going back out just a touch. Yeah. Now remember, he has a four foot overhang. Is that right? We got six foot. Okay, back in my day. So what we used to do is put our boot here. Go. Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six. And you stand here and you look. There's no no car. But 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 you got to look up too. Yep. It's not just the one on the bottom. It's the one on the top. Yeah, they usually. I mean. They'll mess with you, but not all the time. You seem to get away with a little more on the top. Is that true, John? Yeah. Yeah. We still want to keep it legal, but Joe's right. Now that it's six foot. Six foot, six nobody. Foot. That's yeah. like, give me a mile. Yeah. If you're a car hauler, that's give me two miles. Yeah. Thanks. Take it. So one other comment here. You can actually flatten that deck out, which is what he's probably going to do when he brings everything down. Um, we, we, we call that the porch deck. And um, the reason why is that you would do that is for height considerations. But, you know, like so many other things in car hauling, if you have the space and you're under height, then, you know, then there's no point in, in working harder than you have to. But with that said, uh, there is a trade-off. When you push that porch deck out, then what happens is it, it gets lower and is more susceptible to bouncing on the road. It's more susceptible yeah. to bottoming out when you're going over dips and turns. And so there's a kind of a balance that you want to strike between, you know, getting your height down to the right spot and, you know, taking care of the equipment. Seltos. Seltos. I didn't know that was a Seltos. What's a Seltos? What'd that replace? The Sportage? I think it's more than Sportage. They do? Yeah. Wow. Okay. On used cars, it's pretty pretty important, pretty helpful to know make and model. How, how important is it on new car, Joe? About the same. Yeah, about the same. You, you still have to know what your general dimensions are so that that way you know what fits where. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing we're facing now is the weight issue. Yes. And especially related to, uh, to the EVs and what, you know, as the hybrids and EVs are much heavier than their standard uh, combustion uh, uh, counterparts. You got a comment on it? Yeah. Let's hear it. I've done both, used and new. Yeah. They're cats of a different breed, but in my opinion, used car haulers, you've got to know more models. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. More makes. A lot more. <laughs> and I used to know know them all. Oh, yeah. But when you don't haul used cars Sorry. anymore, now they throw a load of used cars at me. I got to look it up on Google. And say, what the heck? Is what that? is that? Yeah, that makes sense. I <laughs> me, I I remember that's pretty much all I did was used car, and I really felt like it was important for everybody to know what they were doing. And John has a really good point. Like an F one fifty, if you get it from Tennessee, you always get playing your load before you get there and pick it up. You want to have a finger playing. Yeah, that's the yeah. Okay, sorry, Rod. It's all good. Um, like the, the used freight, when it comes up, you're picking up out of let's say Nashville, Tennessee, you'll be able to struggle with F one fifty. But if you're picking up out of Dallas. 
I can assure you, is going to have the bridge guard on their front. It's going to have a service body. It's going to have <laughs> tires. Like, what is this? So that, that's another thing is that Vin doesn't really do us any justice sometimes. Like, we need pictures. <laughs> yeah. It's important to know, for sure. But a new Tahoe, if you're picking it up out of Texas, is going to look it's going to be identical to the new Tahoe in the port somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big point. Where my hand is. Uh huh. Top of there. It's not down here. Okay. You got it on the top. All right. You see that, guys? He's showing you something. Show him again. You don't put your hand down here because if that bar slips, it's going to hit that car. Keep your hand up here on the top of the bar. Control. So if it does slip or you whatever, your glove will protect Glove will catch car. it. Smart. I like that. Another tip. Also, John, uh, most of the time I've noticed him, he's pulling on the bar instead of pushing, because when he pulls, it stays in direction. I just want to add, rarely have we seen him truly exert himself. No. As, you know, as John, uh, as Joe commented early on, I mean, I think we've seen him give a heave Maybe a few times. You only do that with the pickup trucks and the diesel trucks. The tires are 80 PSI or something like that. That's when you really have to give it some. <laughs> give it some? Or the mud ones. Those bars uh, that we use for straps versus the, old, uh, the older style tie-down bars we used to use with chains, you know, you just don't need the same kind of leverage on a longer bar. Uh, used to be, you know, once upon a time, way back before, uh, before it was more more closely monitored, they used to have what they called cheater bars, which was a, a steel tie down bar with another like 18 inches welded to the back of it, you know, and they would use that to be able to tie down the the, the big heavy heavily sprung vehicles. Don't really see that as much anymore. And Joe, I'm just curious, uh, you guys carry spare bar just in case, correct? Always. Always, yeah. What is that? Big bar. bar. Uh, yep. If you lose it, you can't unload. This is literally no way around it. Yep. Oh, spare bars. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't, yeah, you you got a bad problem when you lose your tie down bar. Really bad problem. We don't even have skip pins anymore. <laughs> that's an that's that's an old school joke right there. Showing your age. Oh boy. Bringing back too many memories, man. And they would be in bad. <laughs> oh boy. You know, you know. 
You know, Joe and Ty down large away. Look at this Ty down. This baby's been around. And Ty, do you do you notice how is he crawling into the side of the trailer? I really ought to change it. What's that, Rod? You see how close he's getting to that cylinder and how he's crawling underneath it just to put the strap in? That's why he has yeah. a pinch in case it fails. Like he doesn't, he, he's not oh, at risk. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're talking we, we, about he, putting your safety pins in. Good job. Yeah, we, he might, if, if there was a failure, he might have to change his pants, but I, I'm quite sure oh, he'll man. be able to walk away. Just about then. The last part is the best part. Oh yeah, all the tweaking. That's yeah. that's when it. That's when you see the real masterpiece because all of this work leads up to that. You know, to that spot where everything gets put up and buttoned down. Yeah. Button her up. It's really fun when you're doing auction cars and you got a mix mix. Trying to figure out height, weight. But when you're hauling kind of the same stuff, it's definitely helpful. Much for me. Oh. You know, it's a little bit interesting, uh, Ty, because you're on your, you got your earpiece and mic there next to you. If if you were mic'd up outside, this is a lot louder. Oh, yeah. A lot louder. We got lucky. We missed the rain. Or the rain missed us. That's always One a plus. You still got a few minutes. <laughs> it was a lot chillier out. Thanks for the hoodie. I don't know if you guys saw, but I got a hoodie. Here, let's take a look. Check this out. I got some swag. Can you see it? Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Andy. Um, also, I want to point something out. If you notice in the belly, it has a belly pin. This is a new thing. Just They're just stopped putting in the last few years to avoid the rocks and stuff. Oh, wait. This is our favorite part. Can you go back up real quick? Sorry. I'm going to show it from here. And then I'm gonna, oh, look at that. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We gotta get this. Okay, what? <clears throat> Tell us what you're doing here. Yeah, I'm gonna drop the belly down. You're gonna drop the belly down. I wanna show everybody back here. Hang on. Watch this. Okay, go. Ah, uh, do you see that? Look how low that is. Look at that. You're right, Joe. See that? Oh, 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 we're coming down. Look at that. We got plenty of room. No, Rod, while he's tightening up his, his pins, we actually installed those belly pans ourselves in a lot of our trucks. Really? Uh, it was not a standard feature before, but it, we we just started doing it here. Right. Because, you know, nice. rocks. Three, four years, they start putting them on one of the 80-footers. Yeah. Rocks and chips and things, you know, all road debris, you know, all kinds of yeah. things can Blown kick up. Blowing tire from somebody else. Absolutely. Well, you just 
make sure you in the same hole on each side. There's a little divot right there. And I'm in the fourth hole below that little divot. So what he's showing you guys, if it's still like it used to be, you should be able to go from this divot. See that divot? You should be able to go to the next divot. There should be 10. So we got two, four, six, eight, 10. There should be a little divot. You can barely see it there. There's one here. So two, four, six, eight, 10. Divot. See it? So they're in blocks of 10. Helps you count better, faster. Divot. See this? Then you go two, four, six, eight, ten. Divot. So now, when you go to the other side, you know where you're at. Does that make sense? Watch. Show you. With the car hauler, it's hard to tell when the ground if it's really level or not, especially with using the hydraulics. So that's why we use that. That's why you use that. See? Two, four, six, wait, two, four. Watch me. Oh, watch me. Yeah, I was going to say. Gee, that would hurt. Okay. Looks good. Do these things work? These air pressure guys? Absolutely. Money That's savers are there. That light will come on this white light right here. If it, if there's low pressure on any of these tires, that light will come on. Right. And if you don't put air in it, what happens? You'll, you'll air it up if it'll take air. Oh, okay. It'll slowly. Oh, all right. It'll constantly keep the tire pressure up. Uh, but when you shift it, if you pull the brake, the uh, air from the trailer, park brake. Yeah. Chuck the air off the trainer overnight, for instance. Yeah. And then you start to the next morning. Yeah. And that light comes on. Yeah. You know you got a low tire. Okay. You push the air back to the trainer and it will inflate it as long as it's not off the bead totally flat. That's uh, pretty impressive. Yeah. I didn't have any of those when I had trucks. Wow. Okay, good job. You head over to the to the front of the tra of the trailer uh, tractor tandem. Halos. Some, some We're gonna look at the halos. They run off of mm -hmm. Whoa, cow. Look at that. So they're set to keep 120 PSI in both tires. Check your inside fuel. This is what I like about it. Nice feature is you can check the air pressure of your inside fuel with the gauge right here. Okay. Instead of reaching wow. through. Yeah, that always sucks because yeah. you can't ever get it on there. Right. So this is really a nice feature. Wow. You can double check. But it, it maintains 120 PSI in both tires. Jeez. It's physical force, but... I love it. That helps because, uh, Joe, how much is one Continental HDR today? Oh, Lord. Lots. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's lots. I mean, you're dealing with six, seven, eight hundred dollars a, 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 a tire, yeah. depending Wait on what you find out how much this tire costs. Uh, the eight, eight, nine thousand. Yep. They're up there. If they have a little road, usually. Those aren't cheap, so you want to make sure you keep good air in them, right? Correct. The, the, the halos. Uh, have eliminated for us. They have eliminated um, uh, tire blowouts and, and uh, okay, due to low pressure. A, the big, the big moment we've all been waiting for here. Now John already knows what his height is. Yeah. To be clear, he's just showing us. But this he can is tell us without even looking. But but guess what? We're all we always check anyway, because yeah. because it's always better to know. Oh, we got the thumbs up. 
Good job. What was it? 13.8. Nice. Uh, should be shorter. Should be uh, 13.6. What? Come on. How did you do that? That one's usually taller than the one we had. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> that uh, one's not tall. This one's got to be 13.2. Yeah. 12.9. Uh, 12.9, okay. We, we always make bets, by the way. Dollar bets. What do we got? Don't tell us yet. Hang on. What do you got on red, guys? I'm going 13.4. Uh, 13. 13? Five and a half. Thirteen five and a half. I was pretty close. <laughs> Boom. I got a knuckle bump out of that. Okay, guys. How about this one? Hold on. Don't tell us. Any any guesses? Uh, I'm going to go 13-6. No. Nah. No, that'll be lower than the red one. I got it. You got it right on the nose. Boom. See that? <laughs> Good job. All right. That's a beautiful load. Yeah, it's really an easy load. Yeah. You didn't even have to sweat. Especially on an 80-footer. It's really easy. Especially when it's nice and yeah. cool outside. And yeah. Brand actually, new trucks. I did sweat. Got a little. Well, it's because you were being on live. That's it. I would stress anybody out. Pressure. <laughs> you did great. Hey, thanks. Nice. John, thank you so Good to see you, too. Yeah. Uh, haven't seen you play face to face in a while. In a while. Okay. Uh, anything else anybody wants to know about? Looks I good. would say... That was amazing. Like John Pulley, yeah. one more time. John Pulley, right professional yeah. car hauler. It's awesome. Yeah, no, it's legit. Oh, got, I mean, we got a whole crowd, a whole audience. Oh, John, John. Yeah, this is... Now yeah, I just get to go to St. Louis. Right. That's all right. It's now right, time well, for the brewskies. Well, thank you again. All right, thank you. Appreciate you, buddy. All right, take all right, care. Thanks. Great job. Great job, Ty. That was awesome coverage. Thank you, um, Randy. Thank you, Joe. Joe, Rod, ben. great play-by-play -play and color commentary. I mean, this was an amazing live demonstration. Now, Randy's in the to, live chat. Yeah. This could be a, a great instructional video for new guys. And by the way, uh, there's definitely a lot more to learn, um, but just because due to the time and stuff, um, uh, I think John was... Uh, I mean, he did a great job showing all the major things that we, we have to show for loading the night car. Yeah, that was great. That was awesome. Thank you, guys. If you need anything, give me a call. Have a great weekend. Awesome Bye, job, Joe. everybody. Right, that Bye, was Jen. amazing. Great job, Ty. Uh, again, Randy, John, Joe, Rod, everybody in the live chat, thanks for saying hello. And also, I want to see a copy of that drone footage. That'll be good. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'll be really cool. Joe, great job placing the camera. That that truck wide shot was really helpful. And um, we're at about an hour and a half total time on this total video. And I think how do you how long do you think his loading time was? Total, like an hour and a quarter? Yeah, a little yeah, great because time. Because he didn't have to go looking for units or walking all over the place and, you know, all that other stuff. A lot of the, the paperwork I mentioned before on inspection was, you know, we bypassed that. Checking VINs against your, uh, your, your documentation and all that other kind of stuff. Th those, those little things do take time. So 
Um, a, a, a quick driver can load nine in about 90 minutes if all of his vehicles are kind of contained in the same place. Average loading time is usually around two hours, two hours and a quarter. Uh, is there anything to add before we go? I know that, I mean, there was a lot of detail um, and then, you know, overview. Is there anything else? And, uh, let me, and let's do this. How about this? Let me go in the live chat. Let me just see. I think there was a couple of comments that I wanted to, you know, Tahir had a question about, um, you know, finding more information about loading while we're on that topic. Anything to add? Like, let's say somebody wanted to continue to learn. And I, I will say, I think I think that, I don't think I've seen quite a video quite like this. Um, is there, what would be the next step? What would be in a way to, to, to get more information? No, there's there's no fast way to learn this business. There's no there there's no there's no course. There's no the master class is get yourself associated with a company that trains and then, you know, go through the, the through the steps and and you know, learn 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 your way through it. There's there's just no quick way to do this job. But I will say this cuz I know I I realize somebody, you know, is like, "Well, oh, Jay, that was a lot." That saying there's a lot of great car hauling videos out there. But what we've done here today with the two of you, with Ty, with John, with that wide shot, if somebody wanted to collaborate to make more of a produced collaborative video, um, contact us here at ATI Auto Business, autotransportintel at gmail.com. Because what I think you saw here today was that uh, I've got 20 plus years in video production. I think it's 30 plus now. The two of you plus John, plus Ty, plus Randy. I mean, that's decades of car hauling experience. And when you put these elements together, um, this is why you've got this kind of production. So we should look to see what we can do next. Maybe, um, maybe not a nine car hauler, but I don't know, maybe a five car hauler. Maybe, a, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, you know, they're, there are subtle differences from load to load to load. Um, you know, that that's the kind of thing I, you know, I, I would just say that it's very difficult for you to to learn this job over YouTube. It, it really is uh, a something. Good that point. Go that's a really good point. You know what, Joe, I, th I think you're really right about this. I believe the, the video will show you if, if you really want to put the commitment into something like this, because this is something that takes a month to two to really learn it. And you really got to be into the industry for you really to learn it if you, a lot of people want to do it just because it's a job it's not a job it's a lot more than a job and and it's and by the way too um it's a very different thing you know this isn't like a video game where if you screw up you respawn and then you can just try a different try something different it doesn't work that way you're either going to be able to put it on the head rack or you're not and and there's no in between um, you're either going to be able to, to understand how positioning and, 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 uh, and, and staging your vehicles works or you're not. Uh, you're either going to be able to grasp the concept of the decks and the deck angles or you're not. So the on, and the only way to do that is to try it, to get your hands on it and, and, and just get after it. So it, 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 this really is not the same. You know, it, it's not that we can't provide some sort of guidance as to here's what the job entails because obviously that was one of the key goals for us is to do exactly that. But also, I think, you know, to, to learn if you want to do this job, you have to do it. 
I, I'm, 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 as I'm watching and, um, you know, switching the camera angles, I was thinking about, this really is, it's almost like, it's almost like a sports event. Mm -hmm. You, you want to watch the, you want to watch the tape back after the quarterback's been sacked or you have made the Hail Mary. You want to watch this back because several times and that I can't imagine being on the spot trying to remember where did I put my tie down bar? Oh, yeah. Where should I put it next? Where did I put my gloves? Where's my gloves? That I, I would hate to have to go through the process of learning all that the hard way. The wind is blowing. It's raining. Somebody's yelling. The phone is ringing. With all the other things, I mean, that, that is a lot. So what was neat is John really was. John John showed it. He made it look easy. Yep. Too easy. <laughs> too, in fact, too easy. Yeah. Too easy. He, he didn't make enough mistakes live. Well, he made true. it look really easy. <laughs> Joe said it. It's tell you about the first one in the headlight. See, with uh, John, he was just zoom. He was up there. But usually the first time you see the drivers going left and right, left and right, like zigzag, just trying to get up there. And they have to correct themselves and move forward until they get it lined up all the way. Because and, we can, and we can tell them the secrets all, the, all day long. But, but the difference between, between hearing it and execution, not the same. It, it is amazing. Yeah, I even... I even I was like I thought watch your head you know but he was fine you know it's just there were so many moments um, just to just to relive uh, how well I mean that was an A plus five star yeah no wonder he is I mean he's a pro uh, I can't say enough great things about it. that was really really cool All I right. just switched to my phone I love this thing. I wasn't sure what that was. Gotcha. Um, Rada switching to his phone. And I know we're just wrapping up here, and I'll just say this, camera one. We're just wrapping up here. We're in Cars on the Move. We did loading a nine-car hauler live at Midwestern Car Carriers. And um, it's just nice to take a moment to review what we just saw. But watch it back. If Hey, here we go. If you have a question or you want to contact Midwestern Car Carriers, what what's the best way for somebody to contact? Uh, go to our website, mwcci.com. Okay. There's all kinds of ways to contact us there. Okay, so visit we're the website. We're on Facebook, we're on LinkedIn, we're on all the social gadgetry. And if you go to, okay, there's a contact page. I'll share that link. Contact Midwestern Car Carriers, and you can go up there and you can... Uh, Okay, oh, there's a phone number, there's an email, there's a form. So go up there and contact Midwestern, and if you've got any questions. Right now, you were looking at, you've got Joe Bercari, Rod Hamill, Hamill Logistics. Joe Bercari is with Midwestern Car Carers. I'm Jay, ATI Auto Business. That was Ty, live on the lot with John Pulley, and um, I think that's a wrap, everybody. Great All right. job. Good deal. Thanks so much for taking the time, joining us, helping us set this up, and we'll see you again soon. We appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen, Thank so you, much. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Randy. All right, here we go. I'll end the meeting and I'll wrap it out. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you. All right, see ya. See ya. All right, okay, that's the end of the meeting. And it is now, it is finally the end of the show. That is a long... Uh, that's a long process. I think, you know, if, if you go back and watch it end to end, um, well, what would be the... The thing is, if you load, 
if you you know if your boots on the ground and you load cars this video might move fast if you work in an office and you're on the phone and, and you're not normally out there it might seem like it takes a long time either way it's good to see you know a professional car hauler with the cars nearby and under ideal conditions um what that looks like add all the additional unknowns and other problems and and it, it can get pretty squirrely pretty quick so uh word to anyone starting out john made that look easy there's a lot more to it obviously but if you want to learn more we suggest you know, keep researching contact midwestern car carriers keep watching ati auto business Thanks so much, everybody, for jumping in the live chat. Again, shout out to Midwestern Car Carriers for helping us put this together today. And we hope to see you again on the next one soon. There's a lot more coming on ATI Auto Business. Join us Tuesday night with Auto Hauler Exchange. And uh, stay tuned. Lots happening at Used Car Week next month in November. And uh, keep on trucking. Let us know how we can help you. Stay safe, autotransportintel at gmail.com, and take care. We'll see you soon. Thanks. Bye.